This is The Big We, a podcast about pop culture, joy, and liberation. Hey, everybody. It's your co-host, Anasa Troutman. I'm a cultural strategist, writer, producer, founder, and CEO of Cultures of Creative. But more important than any of that, I'm a July Leo. I live in Memphis on the Mississippi River, and I'm obsessed with all things culture, from Leia Organa to Octavia Butler, Wonder Years to Stevie Wonder. I'm a storyteller, a traveler, and a deep believer that love will heal and save us all. And what's up? I'm your other co-host, Calvin Mitchell Williams III. You can just call me Calvin, or C-Dub for short. I'm an Afrofuturist for Liberation and a co-founder of the Wakanda Dream Lab, and I like to moonlight as a for-the-culture nerd who loves my way through the darkness and into the light through memes, mixtapes, and Marvel comics. Uh, So just be ready for all of those reference points. What brings me joy is creating space for new stories and storytellers to emerge. And after many journeys, Oakland is the place I like to call home. Also, I am a Pisces. (laughs) And we are your co-hosts for The Big We, a pop culture podcast to save the world with big laughs, big joy, big love, Big change, the big, big we. we. Yo, Anasa. Hi, Calvin. How you been? <clears throat> Let me tell you something, Calvin. I feel amazing today because I slept the whole day yesterday. Like, I the literally got out of my bed to watch Game of Thrones, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> But you know why? Because Saturday night I got home and I parked my car and then I woke up 20 minutes later in the car. And I was like, okay, someone's reached their limit. That's enough. Time to sleep. Wow. You're really out here. Like, wow. So yeah, yeah, take care of yourself. And it sounded like you did exactly that. I did. I woke up the first time at noon and I was stunned. Like, what is new? I wake up legit every day without an alarm before seven o'clock. So when it was well, noon, noon o'clock, I don't know how I did that. I feel like right. my my grandmother was sitting on my eyeballs. Like, don't you open these eyeballs before noon? I mean, you had a pretty busy week, right? Oh God, yeah, I did. I, mean, I know what you did this week a little bit. Like, wait, but how about for the folks out there um, who are listening to us and? <sighs> Figuring out what, what what makes somebody so tired that they fall asleep in their yeah. driveway after they parked their car and didn't even make it out the car to the house <laughs> to go to sleep and do the same thing. Well, Monday, I had a visitors from the Kennedy Center at Claiborne, and I got in my car and drove to Nashville, which is three hours. And then we put on a production of Union the Musical that we were doing at Claiborne. And then... I went to India RE rehearsal because she's on tour right now and I put the show together. So I had to go directly from the stage at the conference to the rehearsal studio, put the whole show together, help the band with the set list, and then actually go on the tour because the first date was in Jacksonville. So I had to fly home from Nashville, get on a plane the next morning to go to Jacksonville, do a day of production rehearsal, do a day of shows, and then get on the plane and come back to Memphis and fall asleep in my car. Yo, I'm tired just <laughs> Wow. And that was a short version. Right? So many things in between. I mean, and I get yes. why you needed to get your sleep. And I'm sure there's other ways that give you life. So I'm going to ask you this way. If there were a song that captures your hashtag mood. Yes. What is it right now? What track are we on? What song is giving you life? I mean, of course it has to be an India song because I've been obsessed with those songs for the past two weeks, like trying to put him into a show. But this one song that keeps getting me is called Coulda, Shoulda, Woulda. 
<laughs> it's really about like not allowing other people's stuff to get in your way. And it's like the sassiest song she's ever done. And she cuss, it's like her first on record cuss word in that song, too. E Gads. I know, I gasped like. <gasps> <laughs> but the reason why it's resonating with me so is because, you know, like, because I'm the person that will go hard, 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 hard all week, 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 and then fall asleep in the car, <laughs> I have this like new thing where I'm trying to learn how to rest. Mm. And so that song is like reminding me that other people ultimately don't matter. Like what's really important is that I get grounded and centered and figure out like what's important for me. So I've been like watching the Nat Ministry. Do you know about the Nat Ministry? No, tell me more. There is this group, I think they're in Atlanta. And I got introduced to them by my friend Kristen on Instagram. It's at the Nat Ministry. And they put up these memes about rest and naps and how like oh. Is this naps like the as black resistance. Power naps? Yes. Yes, I <laughs> yes. Heard them. yes. It's like white supremacy makes us feel like we have to work hard all the time yes. when your liberation is in your rest. And I'm like, yes, rest. And now, Calvin, they have like in person nap parties in Atlanta. You could go and go to sleep. <laughs> Yo, for real, for real. Like, this is hashtag black power naps. Yes. Check it out. Yes. Because. Um, when you started describing, like, wait, I had heard of this. Yes. Multiple people were just like, yo, it's it, it's tiring to stay woke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so sometimes the rest is about, like, an act of resistance. Yes. Taking care of yourself. As we, an we act need of resistance. We need yes. to do this. Just being able to rest. Regular yeah. ass rest. It's real revolutionary over here in this house when we rest. It's like, woo, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so, you, of, so you were yes. taking a black power nap in the car is what was happening. I was, <laughs> that's I pretty, much, pretty much. Pretty much. But thinking of being your full self, Calvin, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah. You know, uh, it is, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, I'm, a, I, I'm nowhere close to coming where you were in terms of uh, the travel intensity of the schedule. Uh, but I was away for a few days. I was in L.A. Um, Why were you of, in L.A., Calvin? I, I had a couple of meetings. Get to the with, juicy part. I know, right? Um, there are a couple of juicy parts. Uh, one of which I, I, I promised to get to at the end of this episode. But Terry and Aisha, who are also co-founders of the Wakanda Dream Lab, were uh, doing some follow-up conversations mm-hmm. with Disney Studios and um, a few other agencies that uh, we're, we're very excited about. Because uh, all of it is around exploring. Uh, ways in which we can do um, creative, imaginative, and uh, participatory world building and stories that we want to live in the present that imagines ourselves in the future that we know must exist. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's that's the teaser to the teaser. Um, it's like Inception teaser trailers within teaser trailers <laughs> within teaser trailers. Uh, but that's what I was doing in L.A. Um, but then got back in time to celebrate my anniversary. Ew. Yeah. Second anniversary. Happy anniversary, Calvin and Lila. Thank you. Hey, uh, to Lila. Uh, love you, too, and many more. Uh, lifetime to go. Um, oh, me, oh, me, oh, me. That's so sweet. Hey, you know. Love is revolutionary too. Ain't it though? <laughs> Ain't it? You know. Listen. So, uh, yeah. So, so that's been uh, that was good, and then got back um, in time actually for uh, this is Ramadan Mubarak, Ramadan mm-hmm. Kareem for those who are uh, mm-hmm. observing and celebrating. So, 
um, yeah, yeah, this is the first day of the fast, so uh, yes. the song that got me in the mood was actually hitting up a friend, um, Taz, who has an amazing podcast called Good <laughs> Muslim, Bad Muslim. Uh, and has, <laughs> please listen to it uh, for those of you I will who... I want to add that to my uh, list. Yeah, please do. Uh, and one of the things that I've also been just searching for as I set intentions is um, just what, what can I listen to to keep me in that spirit, but also keep me in, in that, you know, good vibe as I fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's a mixtape, uh, a Ramadan mixtape, and there was one particular song that's been giving me that life and uh, really setting the mood. And I think it, it just apropos for the show, uh, if I may share <laughs> uh, uh, one song lifted by Mona Hadar and there's a, a verse in there. I'm, I'm just going to let the word speak for itself. So much hope for the world, so much worth dying for, even more worth living for. Balance is imperative, a liberating narrative. I see you, I feel you, in your struggle, in your pain, trying to win at this game. Don't give up, fight the good fight, pray all through the night, wake up to reality, mm-hmm. an alternate dimension of compassion, of expansion, of, extra- of attraction, no transaction, all free, be free, soul free, wake up to the truth. And that phrase of just being lifted to wake up to the truth. I'm just, I'm feeling mm-hmm. that. So, you know, black power naps, wake <laughs> up to the truth, stay woke. That's, <laughs> that's the intention I'm on. <laughs> We got a lot to cover. There's so much going on. Yeah, <laughs> there is a lot to cover. So you know, today we're going to talk about the Avengers eventually. I mean, because it's me and you, and how now. do we have a whole podcast and not talk about the Avengers <laughs> in game? Like I was sitting there watching it, like, oh my god, I can't wait to say this to Calvin. Urgh! But before we get there, there's so many other things that are happening that I really want to hear. Like what's up for you? Like when you look around at culture and you look around at the what's happening in the in the media scene. Like what is exciting to you? Because I always like write down what you say so I can go watch it later. So tell me Ooh, what's up with you right now. Same. Um, I'm just gonna say, all right, for those of you who haven't watched Endgame, listen. Spoilers upon spoilers upon spoilers. Spoilers later in episode, abound. Do you right? hear me? So we will give you the heads up of when to cut this off, so that you can. Do what you need to do. Watch it one, two, three, four times, however many. Get caught up and then come back at We the Big We so you don't feel any type of way about you know what we're about so to talk funny. about. Right? I'm literally over here making faces like, hmm, if you ain't seen it by now. Listen, <laughs> I told people. It's not uh, my fault. I gave them a three week warning. That was yes. two weeks ago. This yes. will come out next week. Yes. All right. So yes. uh, to answer your question about. What what's just like popping in the culture right yeah. now? Um, for me, it's the the only way I can think about it is like this. I, I, getting back to like my purpose, the things that bring me joy, the things that I feel like are vibrating my my, my purpose, right? So yeah. the emergence of new stories, storytellers, and the platforms by which we can experience those stories, right? Yes. So I feel like there's this renaissance of return, and we've been that's like the theme of this season, right? It's the year of return, a year of return. um, And there's been this renaissance of visual storytelling, audio storytelling, Mm -hmm. virtual storytelling, musical storytelling about returns uh, from your play, the 
the the musical the union yes. to uh things that i'm seeing also in um uh, on netflix I'm, i'm like curating my watch list right so the three that i had that are really I, i'm just really excited about because of the way that it's telling the story and because of the way it's just making me feel like alive like i'm part of something that's happening right now it's just giving me that juice that life i gotta give you three quick ones right the burial of kojo if you haven't seen this on netflix you have to watch it right mm-hmm. um i won't get into all of it because i don't want to give any more spoilers that i'm gonna give already today um <laughs> but If you listen to Blitz the Ambassador, who's a really awesome MC and a musician and uh someone who who really has been doing this for years like doing his first uh a movie and and it it was recently released on Netflix and it was just such a beautiful story and tale that um based in Ghana. So again like that that feeling of being in return and being asked to be in a story that was told from a uh the the viewpoint of this young uh this young girl who's um in search of her father literally uh mm. and so just giving you at least that much of the teaser because that resonated so deeply in me of like in my in the search of the story of my father and and yes. their fathers of uh coming to a return and we mentioned about african ancestry and 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 you know hoping to hear about Our, our results soon you know uh, there's something mm-hmm. about that in the return um the next one i had got mixed reviews i ain't going to talk about the reviews well, i'm just going to talk about how i felt about it all right i saw guava island which was after childish gambino aka donald glover's amazing performance at coachella and <laughs> it was short it was about an hour ish uh, rihanna's in it donald glover's in it there was like all this hyped going into it because it was filmed in Cuba that was like a kind of like a secret mission but it was just like another vehicle for the the music that was on his most recent album was able to kind of place it in this context of this magical surreal um but also kind of like a realist I'll I'll put it in the realm of like mm-hmm. afro surrealism uh because there was something that was also very real about the place and space that it was in uh being in um Cuba and seeing the the African diaspora and kind of like this pan-Caribbean culture there. So, um check that out. It's, you know, uh let me know what you all think. I I enjoyed the music and the 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 way that the story was being told, but it left me wanting more. And I actually like features and movies that leave me wanting more, which is why my last thing I want to talk about, Homecoming. Talk about Come seeing on. something at Coachella and then <laughs> seeing things in time. You're like, I want more. I want to know the story behind the story. Beyonce did that. The story yeah. beyond the story. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, there, there's more stories about that because uh, apparently people saw Homecoming and decided. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking about Taylor Swift? <laughs> Listen, we have gonna... to talk about Taylor Swift because. Uh, That, oh, I'm gonna stick yeah. with the things that bring me joy. Um, <laughs> That's okay because I'll go to the dark side. Oh, hey! And May the Fourth. <laughs> It was so great seeing pictures that we were sending each other on May the Fourth. That, that brought me joy. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. The the last yeah. return that I'll talk about is the return to the return to and the return of Wakanda. Spoiler alert! Yes. Leaving it at that. Mm, Leaving it yeah. at that. I have so uh, many things to say. So let me just get this out about Homecoming before we go any further. Because yeah. <laughs> I do think that we need to do a deep dive on Homecoming. But let me say, so Taylor Swift did a performance the other day, I think last week, on um, 
the Billboard Music Awards and came out with a marching band. Did she do that? Did she come out with a marching band? Uh, 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 a whole marching band. <laughs> I was like, mm, this looks familiar. Right. This looks so familiar, but you know, so the same thing yeah, happened when Lemonade came out because same the same thing, she did the same thing. And once again, we have the resurgence of the come on ladies, now let's gentrification meme. <laughs> because <laughs> because Taylor Swift has decided that she is a Beyonce doppelganger and that whatever Beyonce does, she's going to go ahead and do it. But the thing that was interesting to me was this time, instead of people just, you know, doing memes, do you know Kev on stage? Yes. One of my so favorite a, comedians to follow. So on funny. <laughs> on Instagram at Kev on stage, um, did a whole dissertation on Instagram TV about like the history of that. So we talked about, um, Elvis and uh, Big Mama Thornton. Mm. He had a clip. I know, of, a hell dog. That's right. Okay, he yeah. had um, a clip of Ray Charles talking about uh, Elvis talking about I'm about to lose half my audience, but Elvis ain't. <laughs> oh, and he, uh, you know, what he does is the funniest part is he put in the clip from Dreamgirls with when Jimmy Early was singing Got Me a Cadillac Car and then they switched to the scene where the, the white guys were in the car like, oh, I've got me a Cadillac, Cadillac, Cadillac. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yes, Kevin stage. you better just lay it all out. Lay it all out. And he literally did a whole story about the appropriation of black music by white artists. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. I loved it. So shout out to Kim on stage and to Danielle Young from Essence Magazine, who also did a quite an interesting story about about it. But like at the end of the day, Beyonce, nobody can do that. Nobody can do what she did. Nobody can do what she does. And we love you, Beyonce. Call us. Come on the show. Yeah. Holler at us. You know, I've heard conversations around cultural appropriation go all the way sideways and missing the point about well, that, does that mean I can't do this? Does it mean I can do this? So it's almost like the magic card tricks. Like, is this your card? Is this your card? Is this your card? Is this is this yep. appropriation? Is this appropriation? That's for people right. who, like, even for the folks who care about it, right? Like, don't ask the question. Just ask ask yourself why. Like, get curious about how am I engaged in this? Why am I doing this? And uh, why do you love it? Why? 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 Um, Which is, to me, it's like, it's, I, I don't have an issue with it as long as you don't pretend like that's not what you're doing. Like, if Taylor Swift just came out and was like, listen, I love Beyonce, I think she's amazing, and I want to pay tribute to her, by all means, Taylor. Right. By all means, go ahead and do it. And we've seen that done. I've seen Beyonce do head nods to artists and say, this is in respect to. You know, that's that sounds like a whole other episode. It is. We'll talk more when we on the homecoming episode. Right, on the homecoming episode. Stay tuned. So um, there's two other things I need to talk about or else yes. I won't be right with my life and I'll never nap again. The first thing we have to do is just give a shout out to Peter Mayhew who played Chewbacca in the original Star Wars mm. and some other movies too. He passed away last week. <clears throat> and um, I have to, have to, have to take a moment to pay tribute to him because Chewbacca is my number one guy in the whole entire intergalactic universe and Peter Mayhew brought him to life and it was so hard it was like reminding me of when I found out that Princess Leia died and I was in a mm. restaurant and I had to pack my clothes my, I was like I need this to go please and I was <laughs> crying in the restaurant 
restaurant. <laughs> Luckily, I was at home when I found out about Peter Mayhew, so it wasn't so bad in public. But still, you know, like, in my mind, Chewbacca is the first black cast member of Star Wars. So, <laughs> he has a dear, a dear place in my heart. So, shout out to Peter and the entire Star Wars crew. And we'll miss him so much. And I also have to just, another, oh, I'm about to do a Game of Thrones spoiler. So, if y'all haven't watched it, just skip ahead about two minutes and you'll be okay. But another RIP to one of the amazing black people in the universe. Mm. Masande. We love you. We'll miss you. Dracarys, we got this. We're going to burn it down, girl. Just for you. Don't worry about it. We're going to burn it down. Yo. I have to say that Peter Mayhew's passing was eased by the fact that two days later, it was my favorite holiday in all of American history, which is Star Wars Day on May 4th. May the 4th. If you don't celebrate May the 4th, be with you. You need to get on the bandwagon, people. And you know I have a plan every year. I do, like, a, a social media card because I always have some kind of picture of me, like, my picture with Yoda, my picture with Chewbacca. This year I had a, oh, from fa- um, Family Fantasy Extravaganza, I dressed up as Princess Leia, so oh, I had my picture of that? Princess Leia outfit, and I made my card. I should put up, like, a little gallery of all my May the 4th Be With Can You cards. Can you do that, please? Check yes! It out. <laughs> at, at We The Big Wee, we, we're going to show our May the 4th uh, outfits and, and yeah. something from the a throwback to the first episode, the family fantasy extravaganza. Oh, Calvin, there's one more thing. I have to, have to, have to tell you about this. Let's do it. So, you know Nettie Okorafor. Of course you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know yeah. that she's now, like, she has the, the partnership with Viola Davis to do Wild Seed. Right, She right. has the partnership with George R.R. R. Martin of Game of Thrones to do, series, um, yeah. to do Who Fears Death. Yep. But she just announced that she's starting a whole production company, and it's called African Futurism Productions, Inc. Wait, what? Yes! Come talk to us, Nettie. I'm <laughs> There's a group called For Wakanda real. Dream Lab. <laughs> okay. That may need to be speaking with you. Thank um, you. Yeah, yeah. And we got to come back to that. We have to come back to that. Um, yes. Because even in how she calls it African futurism is an intentionality That's around right. that whole. That's right. Yeah. So if you haven't seen her TED Talk, yes. check that out. Or if you haven't read any of her books, who the Fears Binti Death is like series, one of my favorites. The, the yeah. Binti series is gemming. One of my friends is about to teach a whole course on the Binti series this summer at Spelman. I'm so oh, excited. My friend, future what? Dr. Nicole Smith, who teaches Afrofuturism at Spelman College. She'll be doing a whole series on Binti this summer. And is, of course, writing, um, writing, building out the world of Wakanda. So who knows? That's right. See it, That's uh, right. Play out in multiple platforms and avenues. But we, we got to get to the main event. Yeah. That was, that, was, that was a whirlwind. That was a whole lot. It was. It's a um, lot going on. all of that was but for... let's get to it. Let's do it. Oh, let's my gosh. It. Like, speaking of the House of Stark. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> the, the House of Stark really came away winning last weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine if they were in the same yes. universe? Like that was two like... Starks saved the world <laughs> last week. Okay. <laughs> Although I did call Endgame like again the, the return of Wakanda. So because I, that's I, what it was. It, it, oh, it was so many things. Where do we start? We can start with the return of Wakanda because that was the most intense moment of the entire movie. In the like all the millions of things that happened in that movie, 
the moment that everybody was on their feet in that movie. Before you say anything more, if you haven't seen Avengers <laughs> Endgame, this is the perfect time to check out episode one. <laughs> so listen, we're about to go in. Let's go. Calvin, I'm gonna let you start this because you're you're you are the Marvel expert. I am the tag along. I mean, but the the universe was large enough over twenty two yes. episodes yes. as full length feature films. Yep. across 11 years created an access yep. point for so many people to the point where an opening weekend 1.2 is that even possible 1.2 billion dollars I mean there's obviously like an analysis I want to put to that but before we put any analysis on that I want to say there are moments where I had to just collect myself yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. think when when I heard the voice come over when Captain America was just like <laughs> Literally, the shield was to its last shard. Listen, I was like, I don't know how he's gonna make it. He gets up, he straps it in. (laughs) I'm like, I can do this all day. Get it, Cap. Get it, Cap. Right? Like I was, you know, six years old. (laughs) I was. Yeah. um, But but then to your left, Cap to your left, and the the portal opens. Yes. And Shuri comes out. Yeah. Okoye comes out. Yes. Black Panther comes Woo! out. Falcon comes out. I was like, oh yes. shit, black people out here to the save black the universe. Came all the way out. Okay. Oh, and all by the way, out. I brought an entire party with me. Oh, by the yeah. way, you need reinforcements? I got Wakanda got with that me. got that too. Yo, the straight whole out of Wakanda. Entire movie theater exploded. Okay. Everybody. Yo. People were stomping on the ground and yelling and clapping and cheering. Ah! Everybody what? lost it. Ah! Lost it. It was, it was amazing. It was like the the epic moment that I, I just needed a different theme song or something. Um, yeah. I don't know what song would have come in for me, but it was just like, <laughs> I'm thinking of WWF style Royal Rumble. Like, <laughs> uh, hold on. Nation of Domination about to come back through. <laughs> I actually felt like it should have been an Earth, Wind, and Fire song to come on no, at that moment. I mean, That's what it should have been. It was, it was epic. And then I think it was Captain Marvel who looks down at Spider-Man's like, uh, you got something for me? <laughs> <laughs> Takes the mantle, the gauntlet, literally. Right? And then, hey, no, no, she ain't doing this alone. Don't worry, we yep. got us. And who That's shows right. up? The entire squad of ladies who are holding it down the entire time in the Marvel How Comic Universe and in the next one. Val- Valkyrie. Valkyrie, my boots. Come on, Valkyrie! What? I, I love her. She's my new favorite hero right now. I have to say. I was like, Tessa Thompson was already a superhero. Is she going to get her own movie? Like, I mean, I'm going to say, yes, let's organize for it. That's how we got I feel, <laughs> Valkyrie. I feel like I need a Valkyrie movie. <laughs> Listen, I feel like I need that. I love that moment. It was a little corny and a little bit forced. I will say was, that. You know. But I, I lived for it. I looked yeah. for it. I, that was my other cheering moment. I was like, yes, come on, y'all. Yes. Koyan came in there. <laughs> and that was like game formation status. Oh. That's how excited I was. I just like dropped the mic. <laughs> it was a drop the mic moment. For real, for real. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was. that was. Yes. There was so much. Calvin, what are your thoughts on the um, full integration of Hulk and Bruce Banner? 
I'm interested in the story of what happens when you reconcile these two parts of you that you feel like don't belong in the same space and place, right? Yeah. And, and it's been so much like in the previous uh, movie in Thor Ragnarok, he was, you know, puny human and he only only Earth loved Banner, not Hulk, yeah. right? Yeah. And so he felt some type of way. And then that scene where he's just like, first Hulk lost, and then Banner lost. So we had to figure it out between us, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, it was like an interesting, like, yeah, this is who I am. We are who we are. And we're the Hulk, but we also take selfies with kids. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite things yeah. about this movie was like thinking about that. Because I feel like since this version of the Hulk, not this version, but since um, this actor with the Hulk, I feel like this. we've been on this journey of like watching him wrestle with himself yeah. this whole time. And it was so beautiful for me to see him arrive to full integration because I actually feel like that's what we're all doing all the time. It's like, how do we balance all of who we are into one being and stop fighting with ourselves? So that that's was interesting. humongous for me just to see that. Like, oh man, look, at he got there. And if Hulk can get there, we can all get there. Right? Mark Mark Ruffalo out there. And, and not for nothing, so so he actually, so I'm wearing a shirt. I know you could see it, Anasa, but... I can see right? it. Uh, I mean, I'll post it up, but this is a shirt actually that's inspired by obviously Endgame in collaboration with Solutions Project and yes. Marvel Studios. So I'm giving them a quick plug because they are a project actually that Mark Ruffalo uh was one of the co-founders and, and supporters. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so it, it's called the One One Hundred campaign, right? So clean energy for the 100%, not just uh, mm-hmm. 1% or a particular mm-hmm. percent. It's what does it look like to support power of feminine leadership, people of color leadership, in frontline communities who are feeling the impact of uh, the extractive economy, the fossil fuels, the pollution, mm-hmm. and, and the ways in which we we dirty our communities to to give them energy in in a very contradictory way. Like there are folks who are right there who are fighting on the front lines, and so um, this is called uh, the fight of our lives, literally fight of our lives. Um, so you can find these shirts on. Uh, represent.com slash endgame and all the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds go towards to the 1-100 campaign. And so to think about him like as the character who had to create a space for all of himself to show up for all of himself, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what does it look like for us to be in, in a world that requires that as well? Like to create the space for yeah. uh, 100% of us to be in our power and to, to live in, in a clean and healthy environment. Um, and I think that's part of the, you know, I don't want to be too didactic and, and um, you know, too instructive about, oh, this is a lesson you should glean from it. But I do think there's something to say when your main villain in Thanos yeah. decides that with all of the power of the universe from the soul stone, reality stone to, you know, the, you have the entire infinity gauntlet and can transform the world with a snap of the finger that your ideology was to get rid of half of the life. And in this version, yeah. like he was like, no, I got to get rid of all of life. I got to change the world in the way that I see fit from my perspective of, of, of what it means to to live in balance in life. And at the same time, you could have increased the resources, <laughs> right? Just easily with a snap of the finger. With a snap of the finger, you could have provided a way for you know, everyone to be in, in their full like lives or expand the universe by double it, right? 
all the things, but there was a, it's just like, what's the danger when we believe that this is the answer, this is the way, and, and get so rigidly attached to that, that you're willing to sacrifice literally half the world in order to bring about a balance like that. If that ain't the story of extractive economy and the the crisis moment that we're in, I don't know what is. So, <laughs> y'all, you all saw the movie. I know the people saw the movie. A hundred like one point two billion dollars. Please get the theme. Please get the message. Did you get the message? I mean, even beyond <laughs> that, though, is after every after they were like, actually, no, we don't like this version. We want our people back. And they spent all of that time and energy and effort and literally went to how many six different times in six different places to get all the stones <laughs> back. Like they really worked hard. And then Thanos said, really? After all this, the, all that I did, all of my hard work to get rid of half of y'all, that wasn't you trying to come back. And so now I have to get rid of all of y'all. Mm. He, to the point where he said, I will shred this universe down to its last atom. That was a line that got me. And that, right. that whole monologue when he, when, when Thanos number two came back and was like, what do you mean to tell me that I was successful? You chopped my whole head off. Just so you could get these people back. What well, I had fixed it. I fixed it. That was a solution. I fixed it. And it wasn't enough for you. So now I have to kill all of you. Shred the universe down to the last atom. Because you all can't even leave well enough alone. Like you so connected to each other. That I have to get rid of the ones of you who will remember. So the only ones of you who will not remember will remain. And start anew. Like that's deep. That's that is, deep. There is something there. That's deep. There is a Yeah. That's that. Those are the two lines. One was that I was shredded down to the last atom because that, like, how do you even do that? But the other one where he was like, something about unable to accept what can't. He was like talking about the people who can't accept the truth of what his truth. Like, you can't accept my truth. You can't live into a new world. So I'm just gonna have to kill you too. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot, Thanos. That's a lot. You don't deserve the rings. You don't deserve right. the gauntlets. You don't deserve the, like all the like, all the metaphors of all the epic stories of like, yeah, you 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 shouldn't have control of power, that, right? Because it, it is a story about power. And, it is and a story was, about power. There is one story that was about one person having the power to do all the things um, that he saw fit, and there is a story that about power that preserved it for all of us who wish to be in relationship with each other um, that's right so, i mean again not to be you know. too preachy about it but that's <laughs> literally what happened <laughs> can we say yeah. one more thing like i also love the lightheartedness that came with apocalypse yeah right like the part where they're talking to ant-man is like are you are you really getting all of what you know about time travel from right? 80s from movies <laughs> Bill and From Ted's Back to the Future. Back to the Future, <laughs> Bill and Ted. Yes. There were some really smart things in there that made it self like pop self-referential. It got very it meta. It also set the, their universe and our universe. Like, yeah, that's what we know. And I can suspend my, you know, time travel theory just enough just to enough. enjoy this movie. Because at the end of the day, we watch Back to the Future. We we may not we admit it, but we watch the Bill DeLorean. and Ted's. And we all watch Hot Tub, hot tub Time Machine. We watch Hot real, Tub okay? Time Machine 1 Let's and 2. And 1 and 2. Speaking of pop culture references, am I the only one who looked at Thor in that chair and saw the dude from The Big Lebowski? Yo! <laughs> everybody <laughs> said that. I laughed it. We're like, the Thor abides. 
Plethora <laughs> of eyes. Um, I'm calling I... dibs on that T-shirt. Plethora of eyes. I just want to say how much I loved Thor's look. <laughs> just was like, yes, you better let yourself go, Thor, and still be fine. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I'm, not mad. I'm not. So we got to see the movie together. Oh my god! We watched watched Infinity Wars together. We did watch Infinity Wars together. We totally did. And Julie and Julie and Taj was with us too. Taj was with us. uh, Yes, founder of uh, of MSC Movie Strategy Center. Uh, So there was like, we've actually watched it. So I legit left that movie devastated, Calvin. I mean, because we all did. I legit was like, I don't even know what to do with myself. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm curious about for a movie that Disney Studios was saying, Marvel Studios was saying that this cut across so many demographics. Although the the first set of people it kind of skewed towards the yeah, you know, I'm I'm gonna put myself on first. It, the it skewed nerds? towards the, the 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 Calvin demographic, right? I mean, of course. The age, the body, the the right men, eighteen to forty who. Grew up with the series, grew up with the comics. Like they were the first. Yes, wave. but Calvin, there's something in this movie for literally every person. Right, right. Literally, and, literally, we went from Captain America to Black Panther. Like, even if you talk about politics, there's someone in this movie for everyone to champion. Everyone, even if you're just like kids. I love you three thousand. Come on, how do you I not fall you for 3, that 000. line? Do you want to hear about, a secret about that when, line? That's when I got to. I had to, I had to take a sip of my soda. I was like, oh, I, <laughs> I got some popcorn in my eye. <laughs> do you know? Um, do you know about the the um, Easter egg in that line, Calvin? <gasps> Say more. Three thousand. The number three thousand equals the number, the total number of minutes of all the Avengers movies of this era, including the new Spider-Man Stop movie. Stop playing with my emotions. It's what? like 2,998 minutes total. So that 3,000 is a reference to the full number of minutes of all the Marvel movies oh, at once. 3,000. And here I thought it was a veiled reference to Andre 3,000. Th- <laughs> <laughs> you know that's where I went first. I was like somewhere Andre 3,000 is grinning in his right? seat at the movie theater. Taking a knowing sip of I his love drink. You 3,000. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, now. <laughs> I did think about right, that speaking when of I five men. Hey, Andre, come talk to uh, us. AT aliens. I mean, that, that was that was a line in the movie. Yeah, it's just something about uh, being able to see a, a story that cuts across generations, cuts across yeah. demographics, cuts across. Um, I mean, countries, right? Like, That's it was right. a blockbuster sale in China, right? Uh, so what is it? I'm very curious about what is it about the story within the story or the story about the story that pulls people in. And, I, you know, I wonder if it is about this idea of there, there's something that takes all of us or something that returns all of us. Because it, it's not just the epic battle scenes, no. even though it was super epic. It's not just yeah. about what gets you on your feet for a particular character, although... Being in, invested in characters does matter for storytelling. But, you know, I wonder if there's something about the storyline and the narrative itself, about allowing something to come to that type of completion and, and getting that kind of almost like this cathartic, like, yeah, we went on that journey together. I mean, <laughs> at the risk of um, doing too much, like, this makes oh, me think do about... The do the most. <laughs> it makes me think about um, Game of Thrones, because there's these 
normally in a in a in a um in one of these kinds of stories like in the past it's been like like you said like one good one evil clashing together the fate of the world lies in the in the hands of these two people and they're usually men and unless they're alien they're usually white so what this what both of these things show us is that like in order to defeat the ultimate evil be it the night king or thanos like everyone has to come together like we have to come together and be able to confront whatever the evil is together and all be exactly who we are, bringing our exact talents, our exact gift, our exact superpower, our exact exact knife skills are like, I am the one who knows how to make swords out of dragon glass. Well, I am the one who knows how to blow you up with my eyeballs. Like bring who you are to the party mm-hmm. and help to 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 <laughs> to <laughs> to beat back whatever evil we're all facing right. collectively because it's like this whole thing like uh how we go from a charismatic leader to a leaderful movement right. that's just where we are it's just where we are it takes all of us and and maybe that's that's part of it that is is both the the I'm thinking of what's the raw emotion that people may have attached to it like the 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 fear being part of that story like wow i i lost people um the mm. the, the sadness the elation the 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 feeling of redemption and um you know those those type of feelings that you're allowed to connect with at um at various times and in various levels but um in the context of you're feeling all the feels in a apocalyptic slash post-apocalyptic yeah. world right um, and and yeah, is it because we're in times that because we're are, in one that feel too reminiscent? <laughs> yeah. Is that why we're seeing so many zombie movies? Right? Is that why we're yeah. seeing so many people flock to Game of Thrones, to Star Wars, another epic series that's about to meet its uh, you know next set of trilogy come to to an end? Which we got. I feel like we got to kind of like live record that one not during oh, the listen, film we're gonna have like a whole series on the new star wars movie okay we, we don't may even have worry to, about that yeah yeah we, we let's plan that for season two yeah <laughs> coming out we're going later in on the new star wars okay everybody right, so get ready i guess two questions i'd like to ask to folks who are listening um what do you think endgame teaches us about us right so mm-hmm. answer that at we the big we and um a question i have for folks is if you had the Infinity Gauntlet <laughs> and you knew that your last act in snapping your finger was to transform the world in a certain particular way, how would you transform the world? Like, what, what would you transform in that snap of the finger? R.I.P. Um, Tony Stark. You know, the house is Stark. The Listen, house is Stark. Stark's represented last week. They did. Yeah. I'm just wondering, is there, was there anything that you were surprised that this film or like the series of the films um showed us that you may not have expected from a very pop culture connected Mm. and and (laughs) kind of this comic book culture uh film like this is a comic book film a hollywood film a blockbuster film a summer blockbuster film uh at some points and (laughs) people are talking about it like was, was there anything that surprised you yes um, the passing of the Captain America shield at the end. Yo. To the Negro. It was very... I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? People are about to lose... And you know, I sat in the movie theater like, people are about to lose it. 
there are some people in, in the movie theater I was in, I could tell, all right, you ain't a real fan. Because you, yeah. you would have known that he's supposed to get the shield anyway. He's supposed to but get there, the shield. But there are some people who, like, kind of moan. But I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was people like, oh, they're going to be When they're talking about Valkyrie uh, receiving the throne. No. So, hey, you can, you can moan if you want, but hey, watch Nobody the moaned in there at, at my one. I was, well, first of all, I live in Memphis, so, you know, that's not going to happen here. Yeah. Oh, they, they got checked. Don't worry. We're in Oakland. They got checked. <laughs> <laughs> gonna learn the thing. <laughs> yep, that was the thing that surprised me, and 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 not just that, but as a as a placeholder for how intentional it felt like um, the series has been about uh, putting in the front uh, black people in particular and women, especially in that in those two scenes that we talked about in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's like they're definitely drawing a line in the sand. Like for those of you who thought that this was about white men. Guess again, right? And like the um, the 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 welcoming of that, and how people are celebrating that and, ex- and excited about that, and not just women and not just black people. Like it's something that's exciting for everybody. That's well, right. Not that's everybody, right. but you know, people. Well, everyone who's listening to our show. <laughs> Come on! Um, Come on! That's and, right. And that I feel like that was also a. A particular stand, and I hope this was as intentional as it came across on on the film by Marvel Studios and and the folks who are in all the various writers' rooms, right? Um, yeah. And I think this is part of the reason why I think it's so important to have people who believe in uh, a set of values that allows us to see ourselves and create the space for these stories across all the experiences to be in the writer's rooms, to be in the director's mm-hmm. chair, to be in the producer's chair, to be in the executive producer's chairs, that this required yeah, that's very particular people to be mm-hmm. in that place. To make those space. decisions. Exactly. But and, you know the other thing about that scene, Calvin, mm-hmm. when Captain America gave the shield to Falcon, it wasn't just about the fact that Falcon, as a black superhero, got the Captain America mantle, but it was also like about two things about Captain America. One, that he would be willing to pass his power along to someone else. Ooh. Number one, Ooh. that he's like, I, I had this. This was my honor for a long time, and now it's your turn. And like, actually, that transfer of power. But number two, that Captain America was my um, my partner in rest, and was like, you know what? I have lived all these years. I have done all these things. I have. I had to go back in time to replace all these stones. And I'm going to stay here for a little while and rest and get married and have a family and have a life. And like, I'm not going to be consumed by who I think I am as a superhero. I'm actually going to take a minute and I'm going to rest and I'm going to meet those dudes back at the park when it's all over. Yeah. But I'm about to stay here. Like, I've done my duty. I'm going to stay here and have the life that I deserve as a human being and be a whole person. I love that so much. That's, yo. And, and, and it's interesting that the people who came back in the film that were from other films were yes. the previous generation of folks that Thanos knew better than to show up when they were still alive. Right? <laughs> when Thor's mom came up in there, it's like, hey, listen, I, I don't need to know what you know about. I know what That's I right. need to know because That's you right. forget that I'm I'm blessed with, with seeing things too. That's right. right? And then the ancient one being like, Mama. oh, I could see this as well. It was... The idea of not being who you think you're supposed to be, but being who you are as the source of your true power, right? Like that kept coming back from the voices of the ancestors, which message 
right? Be who you are. Be who you are. And that is yeah. what is needed to... Uh, and then be, create the space for others to be who they are, even if that means sacrificing, passing on the shield, That's right. stepping back, That's giving right. up the gauntlet. Um, and yeah, th- that message was passed on and, and throughout there as well. And, and again, like the, the messages from elders and ancestors and them having to go back, I thought was pretty powerful. Yeah, there was a whole, definitely a whole theme of return in and of itself in that movie that I kept coming back to as I was watching it. Like, there were all these folks in and out of time. It was so wonderful to see Thor's mom, but it was especially wonderful to see the Ancient One. Mm-hmm. I had a whole moment, and the the inner action that she had when Bruce Banner left the body of the Hulk, that was like the jamminest moment of the movie for me. I loved it so, 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 so much. The soul punch. (laughs) I'm like, ooh, that hurt. And felt so good at the same time. I love it. I love it. It was great. I want to see that movie like five more times. I think I got to see it one more, especially given that in the course of the conversation, um, and I got to give credit to Weam for just pointing this out, that in the course of our conversation, we return to return. That, right. that being a very core theme of the movie, yeah. um, you know, when we're in a state of apocalypse, we have no choice but to return to the wisdom of the past. We brought up Octavia Butler earlier. And one of boo. the lessons that um, just keep coming back to about writing ourselves into the mm-hmm. story. That's right. And even if that means writing ourselves into these stories, which is yeah. so fun in, in the world of fan fiction and immersive storytelling and world building of engaging in the world that allows you to be in there. I think that's what really pulled me in as a kid. Uh, I was texting my cousin, who is also now a graphic artist, and um, thinking about uh, with the Wakanda Dream Lab, how we invited people, we being like the collective, to invite writers and poets and um, lyricists to contribute stories about uh, what would it be like to welcome a diaspora back home and the, mm-hmm. the theme being Black Freedom Beyond Borders. And so we released a, a fan fiction anthology built around the, cosm- the cosmos of the world of Wakanda, but understanding that, yes, Wakanda is a setting, it is also a character, but it's also a vibe. It's also an invitation yeah. of imagining something um, and creating something, producing it, and then experiencing it where you are placed in that story of a return. Uh, and we're doing that... Um, uh, just a little bit of a teaser trailer uh, and a plug plug uh, for Wakanda Dream Lab. Uh, another anthology will be released about gender futurism and ex- explorations of uh, gender identities, uh, uh, journeys, and stories of uh, women in in Wakanda. So that's going to be the the exploration that we're looking in writing, uh, inviting people to write themselves into this world, and 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 doing so, being able to flesh the world of the future and of the fantastic out. Uh, that brings it back home. So be on the lookout for that. I'll, I'll share it out on at We the Big We. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a invitation to you all. Uh, writing yourselves into the stories of our future and to the stories now. Uh, because we need us. We need all of us. Hmm. Indeed. So, Anasa, thank you so much <laughs> for engaging in that conversation. Allowing our nerddom to just flow and be... <laughs> We went, you're my favorite nerd to talk to, Calvin. So I mean, I mean likewise. Really, I mean, really. When I heard your ringtone was the Star Wars theme, I knew, <laughs> knew. we were people. Right? <laughs> That's my people. 
So Yep, always and forever. And always. do you know what my father calls me? It says, Luke, I am your father. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so hopefully it was as fun for everyone who is uh, joining us, uh, listening in. Uh, hopefully y- there are some things to uh, think about, talk about, reflect about, and send us what may have emerged for you. Um, but we want to leave you all with uh, an invitation um, to reflect and share your thoughts with our community here. Um, because a lot of our conversations kept coming back to a return. Imagine that you are able to return back into time to repair a timeline. Who would you go back to see? Which one of your ancestors would you need to speak to? And what would you bring back in return to create a new future? So if you were invited into the hot tub time machine or the time <laughs> vortex or you had the time stone or, or if what, you had the DeLorean right and you had the flux capacitor went to 88 miles per hour <laughs> I don't know the formula I'm just saying though <laughs> if you're able to flow back into time to speak and connect with an ancestor to get a, a gem of a wisdom to bring back to build a new future mm-hmm. who would it be what would you bring back and uh, share that story because it will t- require us to write ourselves into this future and uh, write ourselves into healing our past and, and leaning into those stories on the Morbius strip that was the other thing I loved about it was the Morbius strip that saved us so tweet us at we the big we let us know and if you want to be really creative and get bonus points let us know how you got there. DeLorean, Bill and Ted's little telephone stand. Um, wasn't an Inception hot type thing. A uh, hot tub. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, but most importantly, uh, share with us who would be that ancestor, what would be that ancestral wisdom, and how would that um, build out this new big we future uh, that we know we must create together. I have an invitation too, Calvin. Please share. I'm so curious. You know, when I talk to people about what they call diversity and inclusion, I'm like, it's not diversity. It's about telling the truth about what's real and what's reality. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I know I, I can see what I'm missing, but I'm curious about who I don't see is missing. So I would love for people to tweet us and tell us if you had the reality stone or if you were the oracle and you could see all things, who's missing? Who's missing from today? Who do we need to call up and rally up? As we bring all of the heroes from all the different dimensions, who do we need to make sure is in the room? Tweet us at We the Big We. I like that. In mm-hmm. fact, I'm going to come back. When we come back next week, I want to make sure to uh, answer that question. There's a few people who came to mind. I can't wait. Neither can I. Can't I. Wait. But we're going to have to because this is over. It is a wrap. That is <laughs> the end of our episode. So, again, don't forget to tweet us. Follow us on Instagram and yes. Facebook at We The Big We. Yeah. And you can find us wherever you like to get your podcasts. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Play. And when you do, leave a review. Five stars. <laughs> or ten, Five whatever is how many stars. Right? stars. All the stars. <laughs> uh, let's give a few shout outs to help who, all the folks who helped make this possible. Yes. So to our executive producers, we am Gadban and Julie Quiros. And to the wonderful Larry Robinson Sr. and Larry Robinson Jr. and Reggie Fine over at My the, favorite. Yes, the Kazookian <laughs> Network, who are taking care of all of our audio needs. And for our awesome theme music, thank you, Pasita Rudder. You can find her at P-A-C-I-T-A-R-U-D-D-E-R on SoundCloud. 
And last but not least, to all of you, our wonderful listeners, our Big We community, this has been the Big We on the Kazookian Network. See y'all next time. We love you. Love y'all. See you. We're in the end game now. <laughs> Black Calvin. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>